Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, 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 look who I found. Welcome in. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. If you're watching on TV, you see the most beautiful man in the world. Yes, you do. Not named Rajim Sebra because he already stole that title. And he's been holding it down here in studio on Fridays. But Ryan Tutel, the main man guest back in the saddle, at least for today, and uh, happy to have him in studio. we got a ton to get to today. If you want to listen to the show or watch the show anywhere besides your uh, traditional media uh, apparatus, head on over to our station website, 1029ESPN.com, and there you'll find the stream. Just click on click on Listen Live. You'll find uh, ESPN Radio 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, but particularly for this show. You want to watch us somewhere else besides SWX Montana Television? Head on over to YouTube. You're going to want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nuanez Now, N-U-A-N-E-Z. That's N-U-A-N-E-Z. That'll get you there. We're going to do a uh, giveaway later on this fall, and you're going to have to be a subscriber to that YouTube channel to be uh, eligible for said giveaway. So uh, go on over there and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you want to be a part of the show? Well, we got a new giveaway here starting today. We got a six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market. This is actually an Old school that we're bringing back into the fold, but happy to have Warden's Market back with us here at Nuanez now. Uh, but that'll be about 4.45, so stay tuned for that. But if you want to be a part of that or you want to get a hold of us in any form or fashion, whether it's jumping on the show or shooting us a text, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And, of course, if you're watching in, you can see all our beautiful signage and microphone stands and all of that. We are broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula. They're located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Gus, what's up, man? I, we have been uh, we've caught up a little bit, but not haven't caught up a lot lately. So what's been going on with you? You're back, sort of in the uh, in the last best place. 
What's been going on? Are you sad you're not on the road traveling, making YouTube videos anymore? No. I'm still <laughs> making YouTube videos. Is my microphone on? It is. Are can you, you sure? Can you not hear yourself? No. I can hear you beautifully. Okay, as long as you can hear me. Maybe as your headphones can hear me, that's on. fine. I can hear you, and that's really disappointing. <laughs> I, I wanted just to hear me. But, uh, no, I, uh, I am so happy to be back in Montana. It's like beyond belief. I've been working for quite a while to get back this way, even though being on the road has been great. And, uh, you know, we've been back about a month-ish, little in and out over to Washington and back in. Uh, probably go over to Washington again before it's all said and done. But uh, happy to be back in the 406 and uh, happy to be back on the radio and uh, happy to be lingering around these parts for the next couple of months as well. And maybe this is my last opportunity here on the radio this football season. So um, uh, I think we got some things going on uh, through through uh, the Grizz season in particular here in Missoula. And uh, I'm very, very happy to be uh, a part of it on the uh, sort of freelance end of things. We are uh, a little bit more than 48 hours away from what's going to be an epic Saturday evening. We will, or we're actually, I guess, less than 48 hours away, probably about 46 hours away from Launching the return at long last of College Game Day. ESPN Missoula presenting College Game Day. We will have a two-and-a-half-hour pregame show before Montana takes on Western Illinois. We will not have a postgame show because big sports day in the city of Missoula. The Grizz host Western Illinois for their home opener, their first uh, real game of consequence at Washington Grizzly Stadium since they took out Southeast Louisiana back in the playoffs in 2019. But right after that, right after we get done with our college game day pregame show, we'll roll right into the Missoula Paddleheads. Paddleheads have a one-game playoff huge, with a chance to go to the championship series. So uh, we'll give you get you all prepped up for the Paddleheads tomorrow. Matt Ellis is going to join us uh, about 4.30 tomorrow, the uh, VP and, and general manager for the Missoula Paddleheads, to sort of put this thing into perspective and what it's taken for uh, Missoula to get to this point. But uh, Gus will be helping out with um, the pre- and post-game show. Our main guy, Regime Seabrook, will also be on the mic for pre- and post-game stuff. And uh, then our new guy, but sort of not a new guy, Andrew Houghton, will also be joining us for pre- and post-game stuff, too. So very excited to be back down at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot on Saturday. Come see us. We'll be down there. I'll be down there setting up from probably about 2 o'clock on, and uh, we'll be rolling live on the radio, 3.30 all the way up, right up until kickoff there at 6 p.m. So be sure to tune into 102.9 ESPN Missoula on Saturday. Ton to get to in today's show. We're going to get things started so uh, guests can, you know, knock off the rust. Mostly I just want to have this conversation with them, you know, because uh, I want to I want to talk all things NFL. The NFL starts tonight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys get the NFL season underway. We also got our Treasure State Stars. We were a little clogged up on Tuesday because we took Monday off. By the way, I'm never doing that again. Monday, we'll have shows on Labor Day always because it just made it so much longer of a wait for us to recap all the awesome action from across the state of Montana. We got our Treasure State Stars about 4.30, also debuting a new segment, the Montana State Minute with Alex Eshelman. She's doing a great job over there in Bozeman uh, as a reporter for SWX Montana Television. She's got some good insight. She was on the sidelines uh, for the Wyoming-Montana State game in Laramie last week. So she's got some good insight there. Top of the hour, we're going to hear from Bobby Houck. I caught up with them before Wednesday's practice. It's our Houck Highlights, which is also a, another new addition to Nuanas now. And so we'll hear from Coach Houck. We'll also hear from Coach Vegan. Get you prepped up for the weekend uh, as the Bobcats also have their home opener against Drake at Bobcat Stadium. And then... Uh, you don't have a cute name for the vegan say <laughs> Vegan's Vendetta or Vegan's something like Vendetta, that? man. He's just such a steady, uh, straight and narrow guy, man. He's just uh, he's just, just just Brent Vegan, man. And then uh, if he is available, Matt Johnson will join us, Missoula Big Sky head coach. And uh, if not, we'll keep on rapping about the NFL. Coach Johnson, he just doesn't know what time practice might wrap up tonight. But uh, Big Sky, the only Garden City team that will be playing on Friday because big bummer, man, Sentinel and Hellgate – uh, called off because of COVID-19 protocols. So no crosstown clash for the Knights and the Spartans, but Big Sky, they're coming off a big win over Billing Skyview last week. So uh, Coach Johnson will give us some insight into that if, if he's able to, and if not, we'll keep on rolling uh, on the NFL. Guess let's talk about the NFL. First and foremost, the game tonight, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oftentimes when the Super Bowl champions are playing in the opener, uh, there's a lot of narrative about maybe a potential letdown. But... Dallas coming off uh, a hard knock season, coming off a tumultuous 
year, not just season, but year for Dak Prescott from the tragic death of his brother to the horrific injury that he suffered to then sign on one of the biggest contracts that the league has seen. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of baggage coming into this game, particularly because they have some COVID stuff going on as well. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay, it's very rare that you see an, a Super Bowl champion where you just run it back. You basically don't lose anybody. In fact, you gain some guys because uh, conventional wisdom says Antonio Brown might be better than he was a year ago, uh, at least contribute more. O.J. Howard is back from a torn ACL, and he could be a big-time contributor at tight end. So where are you at with tonight's game? Guess what do you think of this matchup between Dallas and Tampa Bay? Well, I mean, I, I think that it looks like one of the bigger blowouts of the weekend is from the NFL right. schedule. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited about this game, of course, because I'm just thrilled to have football back. But I don't know that this matchup is going to be a lot. There's always going to be intrigue when it's the Cowboys, especially coming off of a hard knocks, you know, off season, and then uh, you know Tom Brady and and the defending Super Bowl champion. So I think that's great. I do think that. I feel like momentum has been building in, you know, the media and football fans at large in favor of Tampa Bay. And they went on such an unbelievable run. I think they went on one of the great postseason runs that we've ever seen in terms of who they beat and on the road to beat them all. For I sure. Mean, in New Orleans against Drew Brees, in Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers, in the Super Bowl against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, just line them up and knock them down. It was it was as good a run as I've ever seen the postseason. The craziest part, too, is that because Tom Brady has more rings than he even can fit on one hand, he, there's a perception of him as a phenomenal postseason quarterback, which actually is not true until this most recent run. Tom Brady was average at best until lately. He had, the, obviously, the comeback against the Falcons. That's where it sort of first started his last Super Bowl in New England and then the great run last year. But Brady has actually not been that great in the playoffs, his teams have just been exceptional. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go there with you on that. Well, regard, reg case. Regardless, it's just amazing that that uh, he is peaking and continues to peak uh, late in his career. But to your point, all 22 starters back for Tampa Bay, which is really unheard of, especially coming off a Super Bowl, they're able of. to retain everybody. I mean, that's crazy. That said. People are talking about okay, well, you know, seventeen and zero, and you know, a, a perfect season for Tampa Bay is in the cards, and so on. Now, some of that is for people who dig into this stuff is related to their schedule, which is just pillow soft, which is crazy because when you win the Super Bowl, you're supposed to be playing a bunch of other great teams, but they're not in a great division, which benefits them. And they are, uh, as just as it turns out, from the divisions that the NFC South is going against, they also have a very favorable schedule. I get that. This team was 11-5 and five last year. They're a very good team. Sure. And obviously... It really gelled towards the end, so I think that is where people are kind of springboarding into this. 17-0, easy. Sure. They could be 0-1. Yes. Okay? So, I mean, whatever's going to happen, I don't think that's going to happen, but they, that, that, that is possible. Uh, but this, you know, this defense is the absolute real deal. The weapons, obviously, that Tom Brady's surrounded himself with or has had uh, surrounded him uh, in, in Tampa are – close to as good as he's ever had uh well at least at this at the at the pass catching catching positions sure the running back is sort of like always for tom brady just right. by committee and figure it out as you go but uh i think uh you know there's no reason to think that the buccaneers aren't going to be you know right there at the end i'm just not ready to go perfection all the way through but i do like tampa tonight certainly all football all the time Presented by Sportsbet Montana. You want to lay down some bets? I'm telling you, the NFL is the most fun sport to bet on. And there's Sportsbet kiosks, Sportsbet Montana kiosks all across the city of Missoula at almost all of your favorite establishments. And uh, get your futures bets in before kicks tonight because there's a lot of fun futures bets out there, whether they're player prop bets or they're over-under win totals or they're division winners, maybe division winning parlays. Those are all super fun. Uh, so Sportsbet Montana uh, that's your go-to spot. That the kiosks all over town. They also have the Sportsbet Montana app as well. So anywhere around the state of Montana, you can almost always find a Sportsbet Montana kiosk. So go uh, throw down some dollars and have yourself a fun NFL season. We're going to continue our uh, sort of ongoing NFL over/under win totals because we've I've done this with uh, several people. Done it with Brooks Nuanas. Done it with Andrew Houghton, and also done it uh, with Rajim Seabrook. But I want to get 
Gus's perspective on uh, a certain few teams here uh, in the NFL. So let's start right there with the defending champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Vegas Bucks, most of them have the Bucks at an over-under win total of 12. Now, this does come with a caveat because you got to remember it's a 17-game football season this year in the NFL. Right. So 12, it's not 12-4, and it'd be 12-5. and five. But uh, that is the second highest over-under win total behind the Kansas City Chiefs this year. But where are you at with the Bucks at an over-under of 12? Well, I'm going to go over on that 12. Wow. Uh, I, I, I mean, I was sitting here just naysaying perfection. But, I mean, again, this is arguably – let's put it like this. This is a top – Top three to five team in the league, if not the best team in the league, who has a very favorable schedule. So, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and take them uh, in a, you know, fantastic, you know, in an opportunity to, to go up and over 12. I'm taking the over as well, even if that might be sort of surprising. Um, I think that Tampa Bay is very talented. I think that. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Can you hear yourself now? How? How? No, I can't. Coulter swears to me that this is Mike 3 and that's the one that I'm on. Which one am I on, Tommy? He's He's on, right? You can hear him, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody can hear him. Okay. okay. It's the headphones that are messed up. This is uh, experimental radio at its finest, as we always do around here. I was just on hoping that now. in the last eight months that I've been gone, you have not gotten the three mics figured out in terms of which <laughs> buttons they're associated with. That was the what I was really hoping was yeah, yeah. the case. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can't figure much out, man. I'm a pretty... Uh, Small dimension person, uh, you know. I can, I can sort of sometimes speak. Uh, I can sort of sometimes write, and uh, other than that, you know, I don't know. I'm a good cook. You're besides, a great cook. Besides that, I don't got much going on, man. I need a lot of help in my life. What's your to, next? Uh, what's your next team? Over to, <laughs> okay. By the way, thanks to all the texts that are coming in. I can tell uh, who you guys have been missing. Uh, Ryan's definitely uh, the popular one amongst this duo but we we hear you we appreciate the feedback and uh people are telling you it's great to hear your voice on the radio and it is great to hear your voice here on espn missoula i wish i could hear my voice on the radio my goodness <laughs> that would be the best part but in any case that's uh th- thanks to all of them Gra- glad to be back with everybody go ahead what's number okay two? so a couple uh, t- teams that we haven't quite got to or that yeah. we, we've kind of glossed over because we've sort of been focusing on the teams that are most popular around this neck of the woods, and we will get to a couple of those too because I obviously want to get your take, especially on the division that we share uh, in terms of our uh, rooting interests. Allegiances. Uh, but first and foremost, the team that you have been um, leading the parade for before they've actually done much of anything for years and years, actually, since we started doing this back in 2017, <laughs> you have been the Cleveland Browns guy when it comes to Western Montana. The Browns have an over-under of 10.5. What do you think of that? I spent three weeks in Ohio. I spent 60 minutes on the internet, and I still have not found the Cleveland Browns hat that I want. And I don't know what it is. I'll know it when I see it. Mm. But I have been high and low looking for a Browns lid because I have been on Cleveland forever, and uh, I love this Cleveland team. Now, let's just go through this. Ten and a half, the over-under for the Browns. Yep. At KC, loss. Versus Houston, that's, I think, three wins right, <laughs> for that. Is there is there a more automatic win in the league this year than the Houston Texans? It it doesn't look like it. I, I mean, they they might have an over-under of, like, two. They could be the very first 17-loss team in the history of the league. <laughs> the, the over-under for the Texans, by the way, is four, and I'm taking the under on four? that. Four? Oh, no. Way right? I'm taking, I'm taking the under for sure. Okay, so um, th- that's a win. Chicago... I'm taking a win at home for, yep. for Cleveland there. At Minnesota, that'll be a great game. Give me Cleveland. At the Chargers, <laughs> probably give them – oh, let's say they split those two. Uh, Arizona, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, New England, Detroit, Baltimore. Baltimore again. They go Baltimore by week, Baltimore. Isn't that a odd, like, That's sort of bad progression? Honestly, especially for division games. That's actually kind of dumb. Vegas, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. I'm going over 10.5 for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm I think, on the over two, man. I agree. I think they have a couple, you know, just lock them up wins when you talk about, I, I think, I don't know if the Raiders are going to be any good. Houston, like we talked about. And they're, I mean, if you just talk about straight talent on a team, they are in the conversation at every position other than quarterback with Tampa Bay. I mean, they have, yeah. they have the dude's, Everywhere. Yep. And their offensive line, 
incredible. Right. So and I they, and they have the, perhaps the best one-two punch in the league at running back. You know, oh, I, I don't, I don't think there's there's no perhaps, perhaps about it. About right. it. I, I, no, there's no question. And that also obviously plays into the line. But you know what I like about Cleveland, to some extent, right? They did it finally. Yeah. They went to the playoffs. Yep. They beat down the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is a team with Stefanski, who everybody's like, who, you know, who's okay, another revolving door coach who comes in and finally stabilizes things with the talent that they've got. And they are in a great position uh, to have not just, you know, when Freddie Kitchens took over and everybody's like, oh, this is the team that's going to be so great. And they fell flat on their faces. They finally sort of took a step back said, okay, it's not just going to come to us because of the names on the back of the jerseys. They went to work, and they got it figured out, and I think this is a team that's going to be good. The, the one, not the one thing, but but a significant part of this, though, is I think that the NFC North, excuse me, AFC North, is probably the best division in football this year. Yeah. I think the NFC West is still right there, but I, I, this is, even Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati has a chance to be good. And th- okay. this is... Uh, uh, going to be uh, six games of just war between you know uh, all these teams. So that you know you gotta you kind of gotta hold serve. I mean, you go five hundred in your division. If you could get to four wins in your division, you're sitting really pretty, I think, because I think this team is going to be outstanding. I think this. I think the AFC North will have the best winning percentage out of its own division of any division of football this season. Nuana is now one hundred two ninety ESPN Missoula SWX Montana Television. Broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Ryan Tutel back in the saddle with me, Coulter Nuanez, doing over-under win totals. This is our all-football all the time, presented by Sports Bet Montana. The New Orleans Saints, Gus, they are sitting at nine even. Where are you at with the Saints? Because the Saints have I, – I, I'm so fascinated to see if the Saints' window has closed or not because they had a window and they didn't capitalize. They were good, but not as good as they should have been, in my opinion. I, I mean, part of it was when the year that they lost to the Vikings. That was a potential Super Bowl team. Oh, that's a brutal loss. The, it the, was a brutal loss. The, 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 the Saints, Saints have were had a, better a number team. of brutal the, postseason for sure. losses. No question. Um, at nine, I th- I think I like it. Mm. Uh, I am I'm higher on Jameis, I think, than a lot of people are. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Are you? I am. I mean, he he's going to turn the ball over. He is, but he ain't throwing. 30 picks. Not again. And, I mean, first of all, if he if he's on track, he won't be on quarterback anymore. Sure. So you can you can take the under there for sure. But um, I do think a year behind Breeze with Sean Payton, an opportunity to get in there, and the talent to do it has never been the issue. I mean, if you look at only the positive stats, which is idiotic, I know, but they're, they are elite they're all pro quarterback stats. So are the the bad stats are the worst in football. Sure. So you get this uh, this ambiguity with Jameis Winston that you just can't really comprehend. He is going to be in a much better situation, I think, in New Orleans than he was in Tampa because I I they need him. You know where they sort. I mean, Bruce Arians is just completely fed up and over it. I mean, Bruce Arians doesn't suffer fools. And I'm not saying that Sean Payton does, but I think Sean Payton is a maybe a little better about bringing a guy along, you sure. know, than, than B.A. And, and a change so, of scenery could be very good for James Winston. No well. doubt. So I, I think, and, and, and they're still very talented. And I know all the Mike, Michael Thomas drama, but he's going to be out six weeks, and then he's going to be back. And, and I think most of that hatchet has been buried in terms of the off-field stuff. So now it's just a matter of getting healthy. And, he, I mean, I people feel like people are sleeping on Michael Thomas. When he shows up, he's going to be a top-five wide receiver again. Totally. Uh, at least in terms of skill. Who knows what Jameis, what the produ- productivity will be. But I, I, I think they're I, I think they're all over it and have a chance to be, you know, a solid team, the number two team in that division. All right, let's go with now the team that you and I argue over. More than any other team in the National Football League. Let's do that. That is the Seattle Seahawks. Ryan always thinks the Seahawks are better than they are. I always think the Seahawks are going to be worse than they are. And uh, in reality, he wins because Seattle is He's always winning 10 always games. Always winning always. 10, 11, or 12 games. They yeah. are. And I thought they weren't going to. 
I actually believe I still owe you lunch because you uh, mm. you definitely Sounds great. called uh, DK Metcalf. I I will fully eat crow and pick up the bill on that one because I I said I, I said under 800 yards and under eight touchdowns last year, and he was like. Twice that. Ten I weeks mean, in. Yeah, I mean, he had, I think I lost the bet by, seriously, week 10 or 11. I, I was fully wrong on that. But the biggest storyline for Seattle is Brian Schottenheimer out, a new offensive coordinator in. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Russell Wilson. They have what some people are calling the best duo of receivers in the league because Metcalf has evolved into being a, a, a a guy that's at least knocking on the door, becoming a superstar. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Lockett's an underrated player, man. He's a good, really good receiver. The over-under, though, this is actually the irony of the fact that I always think the Seahawks are worse than they are. The over-under is 10 for the Seahawks. I'm taking that all day. You're going... I'm taking over. You're going I'm over? I'm taking the over, yes. I, I think the number is right. And again, I, I would, if this was a 16-game season, yeah. I would go under on this this year. Wow. Uh, What's but, the difference? Don't you think that a new OC and maybe actually letting Russ cook for a full year is going to be good for Seattle? First of all... Brian Brian Schottenheimer is not the one who didn't let Russ cook. That's right. Peter is the one. That's right. Who shut the kitchen down? That's right. That's okay. Right. And because Brian Schottenheimer, he's the guy who came in, who's the big running uh, offensive coordinator, and all of that has all this history, you know, with the Jets and so on. And people were kind of scratching their heads. But he shows up and he dials it up, and they go. And the philosophies didn't meld. And when the philosophies don't meld, the head coach stays and the right. coordinator leaves. That's, right. That's the way That's that right. works. Well, they also needed to make a move because Russell Wilson was sort of starting to make threats about maybe leaving. And I think they had to just do any and everything to appease him, Mm -hmm. right? Here's my thing with Seattle. I think they're the same team that they've been. Yeah. And I think other teams have gotten better. Sure. Especially in their division. In their division. If the Niners stay healthy, they're not going to be a six-win team next this upcoming season. If the Rams, if Matt Stafford's what's cracked up to be, they'll be better too. Within the first month of the season, the Niners are going to improve significantly at quarterback. Yep. And we'll see if there's a progression with the Kyler Murray... Uh, you know, uh, experiment in Arizona. I yep. think that there there could be. And I think the Rams are maybe one of the teams that got the most better from last year to this in, in, in what they've done, including getting healthy and some other things. So I think that it is, I think it's brutal in the NFC West again for Seattle. Now, if you're talking about high-end consistency, there's no better bet in the league no better bet in the league than Russell Wilson. He just every single season shows up and is great. And he's going to be great again. Uh, and they're going to be very productive overall. But I just don't see them being, I, I don't think they're going to win their division. Like I have screamed out loud that they're going to win their division for the last four or five years straight. I don't. <laughs> right. I think the Rams are going to win this division. You do? Yes, I do. So you're high on the Rams too? I'm very high on the Rams. I am too. I got uh, Regime Seberg wrote it down. I said uh, Rams are winning the NFC on July 1st. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to do a little more research before I get out over my skis like that. That said, the Seahawks are going to be good again. And if you're telling yep. me 10 wins in a 17-week season, yep. I will I will at least push on the 10 and probably take the over. See, I, I'm taking the over okay. uh, as well. A couple more teams to get here, here get to here before mm-hmm. we got Treasure State Stars coming up here at about five minutes. It's Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Ryan Tutel in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. Wait, I mean, I got to ask you before we wrap this thing up about the Green Bay Packers. They are sitting at 10.5 for an over-under. Where are we at with the pack? Because I'm also, I, I mean, as much as I like to gouge you and and argue with you over the Seahawks and the Packers, I think both of those teams are better than 10-win teams, man. On September 1st, you said the Rams would win the NFC. The July 1st. Oh, July 1st, yeah. excuse me. September 9th, Gus Dutel is saying the Green Bay Packers will win the NFC. Wow. Uh now, so the drama, the A-Raj offseason it's, drama it's is, actually, is non, non-relevant or what? No, it's completely not relevant. Okay. It's never relevant. <laughs> is that really? relevant when the season starts? No, not unless a guy just doesn't show up. Sure. But if but he shows up, he's going. some resentment amongst his teammates? No. Really? No. His teammates are all rooting for him. Okay. They're all like, thank God you're here. And yes, 
Brian Gutekind's got to go. I'm tired of this guy. <laughs> that's, that's true. Okay, that's what they're all saying. That's what that's what Lafleur is saying. Guarantee. Is, is there a team that's had more GM drama than the Packers? I mean, I guess there's been some that have just had horrific GMs, but for a solid, good franchise. Mm-hmm. And Packers fans are such good fans. They know about the front office and things like that. But people hated Ted Thompson forever before the Brian Gookin came in. You know, the reason is uh, there's no owner. The Green right, Bay Packers right. don't have an owner in the traditional sense. Obviously, they have a majority owner and they have, you know, a president of football operations. Who sort of the, But there's not just the one guy who comes in and says, this is what we're doing, good, bad, or otherwise. It's a committee deal. And because of that, you get more voices and sort of your floor gets higher. But I think to some extent you're see you like you that it, it, it encumbers some of the really elite levels that you could get to in a given season. And I've seen this over and over with Green Bay. Now, last year, they had no business losing to Tampa Bay in the NFC championship game. I mean, they just didn't. That's true. And they they had multiple in-game failures that led to that win. A team that was ready to go in Tampa, but the Green Bay was the better team there. They're not necessarily going to be the better team here, even though I just claim they will win the NFC. I actually don't think they will win the NFC in virtue of Tampa Bay and their schedule. But I do think that Green Bay, if you're just talking about a team that's built to win right now, they, they might be the team to beat in the NFC. NFC's Unbelievable! It is. Really the whole NFL. I mean, if you take the top four or five teams in both conferences, you are rock solid all day. I mean, it's even more more than that, though, right? I mean, the the Jets, the Lions, and the Texans are all pretty definitively bad. I kind of like the Jets, but yes, they're not good in the sense that we're talking. But that's what I'm getting at, though, is and I guess the Jaguars are probably assumed to be kind of bad. I don't know. But you can talk me into... The Bengals being okay, the Giants being pretty good, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Panthers, you know, all, all the, the teams that are supposed to be, you know, the teams that have below 500 over under win totals, that's the biggest thing about this year in the NFL. There's hardly any teams that are truly horrific besides maybe the Lions and the Texans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I, I think uh, Green Bay, though, of the teams that are good, is a standout. And what their record's going to be at the end is you know anybody's guess but when it comes playoff time they're going to be they're going to be one of the determining teams in the tournament i think all football all the time presented by sports bet montana sports bet montana powered by the montana lottery join in on the excitement for sports bet montana by betting on your favorite sports teams there are multiple ways to bet including in game which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds and parlay betting where you can have a chance to win big sports bet montana is secure and interactive and a great way to win money while also having fun watching your favorite sports teams. Bets can be placed securely on a kiosk or on the mobile app while an authorized at all uh, authorized sports bet Montana locations. Treasure State Stars, some of the best standouts from the weekend that was, particularly when it comes to the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Keep it right here. Nuana's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
All three Missoula Class AA high schools posted victories on the same night last week while the Florence Falcons and the Hamilton Bronx each made statements. Hello, this is Coulter Nuanez. Big Sky's offense got on track after committing multiple red zone turnovers in a 13-3 loss at Bozeman Gallatin in week one. Caleb Wren threw for three scores, including two to Lewis Sanders and ran for another, and Isaac Ayers added two more scores as the Eagles raced past Billing Skyview last Friday, 42-7. Hellgate bounced back from a loss on a last-second field goal to Great Falls CMR in week one to post a 42-20 win over Belgrade. Connor Dick threw five touchdowns, including three to Ian Finch and two more to Leo Filardi, who hauled in scores of 54 and 34 yards. And top-ranked Sentinel moved to 2-0 with a salty 34-14 win at Bozeman. The Spartans won again a week after knocking off Billings West in a thriller at Washington Grizzly Stadium, 22-19. Zach Cruz again stole the show, scoring a pair of touchdowns on the ground as the Spartans won for the 12th straight time. Forrest Carlton fully announced their presence as a Class B state title favorite, destroying top-ranked and defending champion in Manhattan, 52 to nothing. Junior quarterback Pat Duchesne threw for 383 yards and four touchdowns to pace the Falcons past the Tigers. And finally, Hamilton destroyed perennial Class A power Dillon, 48 to six. Tyson Ross had a future Montana Grizzly ran for four touchdowns, and Tim Zahner added a 95-yard kick return for the Bronx, who are led by head coach Bryce Carver, a Dillon native. Montana. Welcome back. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. We're broadcasting to you live here from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. What do you think about the fact that we got Jay the Bone Buner on promos on ESPN Missoula? Remarkable. You know, <laughs> Jay Buner has always been my example. Now he's a you know, Pacific Northwest guy, so he's the one I know. Of guys who are professional athletes, who were professional athletes. He was a very good player. He's an all-star. Sure. Yeah, he but, had a couple of great years. He, at this point in time, would not be anything like a household name at a national level or whatever. No. He is a hero in Seattle. Oh, absolutely. He just, he goes wherever he wants. He does whatever he wants. He's still hawking trucks and restaurants and everything else 20 years after his career came to a close because he stayed in one place, was dedicated to it, made it his home, invested in the community, and is beloved. Like, you can have... I mean, who would have a better life than what Jay Buter's got living in Seattle? You know, he's he's got so great get, by the way. Congratulations. <laughs> Amen. Thanks to our good friend, Carolyn. Hey, who, Tommy. by the way, will join us tomorrow. My headphones work. Thank you very much for that. That's outstanding work by yeah, you. I'm glad I could uh, direct you away from the broken headset <laughs> yeah. to the working headset. <laughs> Thank we you. ought to put Coulter on that third headset. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Coulter is broadcasting with Ryan Tutel, Tommy Evans in the back. A uh, great text question from one of our uh, listeners. Yes. Uh, this is actually a question for Tommy. Oh. A question for your bur- burgeoning music commentary show with Tommy, which it is. What are your thoughts, Tommy, on Greta Van Vliet? I'm interested to hear your guys' take. Oh, they're amazing. They are, right? Total freakazoids, too, man. They are. They get out there, and they just rock and roll. And sometimes it's like a baby shriek, and sometimes it's like Robert Plant, and sometimes it's just awful. And that's what that, they're just rockers. I don't know anybody who's rocking quite like Greta Van Fleet. And no, Project 86 has no place in this conversation. <laughs> Very last record that they're ever going to do coming out. Just finished the campaign to fundraise yesterday. So, wow. You know, shout out. Record number 11. I, uh, I like Greta Van Fleet, too. I think they shred. I like them a lot. You know, the best compliment I could give them is that the first time I ever heard them, I thought, is this Led Zeppelin? Right. Well, that's what everybody thinks. And right. that is the biggest mark against them. Sure. Agreed. Okay. They're all, right. all brothers, too, right? No. Yeah. Anybody want to ask me my opinion on Greta Van Fleet? Yeah, I think you just hey, gave Ryan. it. Yeah. What's your opinion on Greta Van Fleet? Hate him. 
<laughs> Go back to that other headset. <laughs> it's time now for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, right now, they have the best mobile and online banking experience in Montana. Parkside Credit Union is always investing in tech, and they're always saying yes. They also, right now, are offering online financial education. So learn how to stay safe, get smart about saving and making money at Parkside Credit Union today. Oftentimes, we focus on uh, the prep athletes when we do our Treasure State Stars, but uh, it was a big weekend in Montana with the return of college football for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. So our Treasure State Stars focuses on the outstanding players for both Montana and Montana State. Treasure State Star number one, Marcus Wellnell, junior linebacker out of Helena Capital. He had himself a day against the Washington Huskies. Wellnell rolled up 12 tackles. I thought he was in and out of his breaks as good as I've seen a Grizz linebacker. I know that sounds like hyperbole, but, man, this kid can really run. He has improved his athleticism tremendously. Uh, he's big, strong, and fast. 12 tackles and the game-sealing pick. And uh, I know it's only one game sample size, but he and a couple of the other Grizz linebackers, which one of whom we'll get to in just a minute, I think that they have at least started to push the notion of the question mark of Dante Olson's departure is not a question mark for the Grizzlies. Is there ever a question mark when it comes to <laughs> linebacker at Montana, whether or not they're going to be fine? It's it's so true, man. They even sound the same. Like if you lined up, if you went, if you went right down the line from from uh, 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 from Dante to Wellnell. And even going back, even like a Jordy Tripp in the press conference, the cadence, the depth of voice, the 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 yeah. response, it's just like, I mean, it's just textbook. And when it's the best in the league, stick with it. That's that's right. Uh, and it's, it's been a position that the state of Montana has gifted the Grizzlies over and over and over and over again. And Marcus Wellno, he looks like one of the next guys up. Treasure State star number two, Chase Benson, Montana State defensive tackle. Stats are for losers. I don't even have any statistics to give you from what Chase Benson did on Saturday, but what Montana State is doing defensively, I was so I was so concerned is the wrong word. I was so skeptical of their move from this 3-4 defense that Jeff Choate had built because it was so predicated on these long, lean, athletic guys on the edge. Troy Anderson just seemed so perfect for it. Amandre Williams seemed so perfect for it. So why would you want to move this around? But Chase Benson was the other guy. He was playing the true nose in that 3-4. He's definitely one of the most disruptive players in the league. So I was thinking, well, if you bump this guy outside, it just it reduces his uh, efficacy. Well, after seeing the defense live and in person, first and foremost, they're playing Chase Benson at basically like a two-eye. So he is a shade off the center, and he's just flashing across the, the bow every time. But Wyoming's senior center is a All-American candidate and a potential NFL draft pick. And Chase Benson whipped him from start to finish in that game in Laramie on Saturday uh, Benson does not say two words. He has already informed all of us in the media that he will not be doing interviews this year until maybe after Cat Grizz if they go to the playoffs. And uh, he is just sort of that throwback Montana type of guy, but he's wearing that number 41 jersey for the Bobcats, which is sort of their version of the, the 37. It's only been passed down a couple times, but he's the latest recipient of it. But he's a great story, man, out of Helena, Montana, and a guy that's uh, really blossomed into, in my opinion, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. Let's hear it for the village of Helena producing products and uh, right? putting them lighted up at the D1 level. 100%. Thursday star number three, Patrick O'Connell, another Grizz linebacker. He's from Kalispell Flathead. He rolled up nine tackles, including three tackles for loss, and he had a pair of sacks. Washington did not give up a sack during the fall season. Not one. Montana had three. On Saturday, and they probably had another 10 hurries. The, Not to mention a, a turkey worth of picks exa- to go with exa- 100%, man. And I was just so blown away with the the speed, the physicality, the pursuit, uh, but just more than anything, the relentless nature of the Grizz defense. And I know Marcus Wilno was the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week, but my, I know Montana Sports Information nominated both O'Connell and Wilno, and they wanted it to be co. And honestly... If you were to break it down, Wellno had an outstanding evening. Patrick O'Connell was the best defensive player on the field in that football game. Uh, I mean, it was it was overwhelming how good Montana was. Really, both sides of the ball up front. Yes, against 
the number 20 team in the country and the Washington Huskies, like, you know, just all the things, and uh, completely rolled up that football team. I mean, they, 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 they were, for a portion of the game, their equals, and for a good portion of the game, their betters. Just straight the better team in all the spots where normally you wouldn't be. You know, sometimes you can have a guy that's as fast as the other guy's fastest guy, but you can never have a full front seven that's as good as the other team's offensive line or, or better in a matchup like that, and they did. Treasure State star number four, Xavier Harris, Montana running back. He made his Grizz debut at long last. He's been in the program. Uh, he's one of the, these quote-unquote true freshmen that signed two recruiting classes ago. Right. Uh, so he makes his Grizz debut. He rushes 15 times for 70 yards. He had a couple big uh, gash plays in the second half that really helped Montana uh, keep pace and then stay out in front of Washington. Uh, so Xavier Harris, I know he, he popped his ankle a little bit there towards the end of the game, but he was at practice yesterday. He'll be fine. So uh, good debut for Montana's freshman running back. We're going to roll through a couple more of these real quick because we're going to talk a lot about both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats uh, in, in hour number two here on Nuanas now. So a couple more Treasure State stars. Speaking of running backs, Isaiah Fonse. He had his ninth 100-yard game at Montana State for the Bobcats, rushed for 104 yards against a stout Wyoming defense. Was very good, uh, seemed to improve as the game went along, and uh, he's definitely, in my opinion, the best running back in the Big Sky Conference. Treasure State start number five, Blake Glesner. He is a true freshman kicker uh, for Montana State out of Woodenville, Washington, and he nailed himself a 54-yard field goal yeah. that uh, helped Montana State keep, keep the lead late in the fourth quarter there at Wyoming. So a great debut by him. And then finally, Treasure State's last Treasure State star for the day, Lance McCutcheon. He's a senior out of Bozeman High School playing for the Bobcats. And uh, I had to do a triple take because Lance McCutcheon caught a back shoulder touchdown. <laughs> I haven't seen a back shoulder throw to the corner of the end zone without a receiver caught at Montana State in a long time. And Lance McCutcheon... Uh, he not only had that great catch, but he also had uh, an acrobatic catch down toward in the red zone late in the fourth quarter as well. So uh, he looks like a guy that's really, really improved. Treasure State Stars proudly presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union has all types of mortgages, great rates on auto and recreational vehicle loans, and low rate, no credit card fees. Say yes to saving at Parkside Credit Union. The Montana State Minute with Alex Eshelman. All right. Bozeman's finest SWX Montana reporter with us here on Nuanas Now right after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio. anymore you know especially live that is the best thing you can say about Greta Van Fleet and they they do do that and I give them a ton of credit and yes it appears that 60% of this band are brothers <laughs> John Kiska uh, Jake and Josh wow or no, jo- yeah Josh Jake and Sam brothers but it's so subjective, right? Because you can say the worst part about these guys is that they sound like Led Zeppelin. But hello, if some new emerging singer sounded just like Stevie Nicks, wouldn't it be possible that the public would go, wow, she's the next best singer in the entire world because she sounds like Stevie Nicks? That's certainly possible. It's Nuanas now. Uh, the music review with Ryan Tootill, Tommy Evans, and myself, Coulter Nuanas. Also going to talk a little sports around here as well. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on a Thursday. Hopefully you're having an outstanding day and week. Uh, we're very excited for the upcoming weekend. We have our college game day 
couple hours before kickoff as the University of Montana hosts Western Illinois, 6 p.m., Washington Grizzly Stadium. So be sure to tune in to 102.9 ESPN Radio uh, during the afternoon and then keep it there as the Missoula Paddleheads play a one-game playoff to get to the Pioneer League Championship Series. A lot, lot on the line. Big Sports Saturday here in Missoula. We keep coming at you with new segments from each and every angle of sports around the state of Montana. I'm happy now to introduce another fun segment. It's the Montana State Minute with Alex Eshelman. And it's a little bit of an uh, arbitrary name because we're not going to just take one minute. We are going to take several minutes, if not quite a few minutes, to talk all things Montana State football and also probably get a little update on all the sports in southwest Montana. Alex is a reporter for SWX, our great partners here, ABC Fox Montana Television, as well as SWX Montana, bringing you nuances now around the state of Montana each and every weekday. And Alex, uh, first of all, let's start with you. You've been in Bozeman now for a little while, but I know that uh, the big allure of that job is covering Bobcat sports, particularly Bobcat football, and you've had wait a little while uh, to do that but just tell people kind of about your background what brought you to Bozeman where are you from all that sort of stuff well first of all culture thank you so much for having me it's such a privilege to be on your show uh, you obviously do wonderful work and I love following what you do and hearing your insight um, but just a little bit about me so I grew up in uh, a town outside of Sacramento called El Dorado Hills California um and was cheerleading obsessed all the way until my senior year of college at at the university of arizona i was fortunate enough to cheer there and that kind of um was a segue into what i do now which is sports reporting i love being on the sideline i love everything from the fans in the stands to what's going on in the game to what people are getting at the concession stands and um it's it's just the best as you know so i felt like sports reporting was kind of a perfect segue into uh continuing to be able to connect the people on the field with the fans and uh yeah so now i'm in bozeman of course i've been here for a little bit over a year and finally covering bobcat football in person it's been a little while but we're back and thank goodness for that I want to ask you about the, the cheerleading and sideline aspect of it, though, because it seems like uh, you actually have a phenomenal view of the game when you're on the sidelines uh, as a, on, on the cheer squad. So uh, that probably taught you sort of the, the ins and outs of, of watching live sports, particularly football, right? Definitely, definitely. And it's really interesting, Coulter, because in a way you have a, a great view of the game because you get all the sights and sounds right there that – people back in the stands a little ways aren't going to be able to experience, which is what is, of course, what sports reporting is. That's what you do on the sideline. You're conveying that to you and the people up in the media booth as to those things that people can't really get firsthand. Uh, But other than that, I mean, I would say the the people in the media booth and people maybe higher up in the stands get get a better view in terms of what's going on. But for sure... Um, cheerleading gave me the insight that I needed to be a sideline reporter in the sense that, uh, you know, paying attention to all of those little things that people can't get sitting in the stands. So Montana State Minute with Alex Esterman. She's a reporter at SWX Montana Television, our great TV partners, bringing you nuances now around the great state of Montana on statewide television each and every weekday. And Alex, let's talk about uh, this last year or so covering MSU football because uh, interesting time to be sure. I know that uh, Jeff Choate and his potential departure and then ultimately his actual departure, it sent shockwaves across Montana. It was a huge storyline. And I know you got a chance to sort of be around Coach Choate but never actually watch him coach in games. Uh, But then Brett Vegan takes over. And so let's take us through sort of that whole saga from your perspective because it's probably sort of interesting to get to learn to know a coach uh, like Choate but then uh, have him kind of leave and now have to acclimate to a new coaching staff. Totally, Coulter. And uh, I I tell this story all the time. So a big reason why Bozen was intriguing to me, I actually had a good friend, Kevin Cassis, uh, who played, of course, for the Bobcats. Growing up, we went to high school together. He played for our high school team. And uh, all before I got to Bozeman, he spoke so much about 
how amazing Coach Cho was. Um, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to really um, cover Coach Cho, of course. I didn't get to cover him in a normal season. But in the few Zoom calls that we're all on together, especially in that time of COVID and in those press conferences, I mean, he just captivates you instantly. He, I mean, his presence is so captivating. And I think that the Bobcat fans, I like to describe it as this. When Coach Cho finally decided uh, to make that move to Texas, it was like the breakup that you go through where you think this person is like your one. This is For the sure. One. Uh, you, the, yeah, this is this is the one. I I want nobody else in this world but this person. That's how Bobcat fans felt, and it took it took months for people. I mean, even when Coach Vegan came in, it was I think still to this day people miss Coach Cho, Mr. Or Coach, yeah, miss Coach Cho. Excuse me, but um, you know I think Vegan. He, he's very different from Coach Cho, but I think in all the right ways. I think he, he is who he is. He's so uh, detail-oriented. He's so observant. He, you can tell you automatically trust Coach Vegan in the way that he speaks, in the way that he presents himself on the field. Not saying that you didn't feel that way with Coach Cho. They just have completely different personalities and coaching styles, uh, at least what we've all experienced. Um, but vegan, I think, has definitely won over uh, Bobcat Nation so far. I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes uh, on throughout the season. And not to mention both of their families are amazing, too, just top-notch families. Their kids, their wives, I mean, they're top-notch. What do you think about that? No question. It was an interesting experience being down in Laramie, too, because I was talking to you guys and then the media corps, a couple people that never really got a chance to cover Choate in a game perspective. And I was telling you guys, Man, uh, you know, Choate was always going to be a good soundbite, but you never knew when he might just yeah. rip your head off. And uh, vegan, you don't have to worry about that at all because he is such a just a tempered and a deliberate guy. And I do appreciate uh, that consistency. Alex Eshelman joining us here. It's our Montana State Minute. Taking an inside look at the Bobcat uh, Athletic Department, specifically right now because we're rolling on football season. And, Alex, I know you were on the sidelines uh, for the game in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, as Montana State fell 19-16 to the Wyoming Cowboys, some impressions from the sidelines. What sort of things did you hear and see? What did you think of the atmosphere? And what was your overall take on the game? Oh, my gosh, Folger. Well, let me just start off by saying that I was tearing up a little bit just standing there on the sidelines, being able to watch Montana State. Of course, this was my first season covering these guys, but to know what they've gone through this past season, and even even Wyoming, I mean, all of these teams have been working and waiting so patiently, and it was so amazing to see not only the team finally get to play, but in a packed stadium. Um, and and I, I have to give credit to Wyoming. They did a great job. I mean, that was a fun game day atmosphere. They were playing classic rock. They had, uh, it was just felt very fitting to Wyoming. It was a classic, like, cowboy type of, you know, old, wild wild west type of feeling um and it was loud and aggressive and i mean it was a perfect opener to finally having football again you know as normal as we can have it at this point um and from the game perspective i think i think coach vegan truly i don't think this could have been other than winning the game of course but this was a perfect opener for him as a head coach. Obviously, it was a little emotional for him. I mean, you were there. He was talking about how weird it was making that drive from Cheyenne, where we all stayed uh, the night before, to to Laramie and how many times he's done that drive. And the coaches on the other sideline are like, you know, brothers to him, players like sons. It was an emotional outing for him. But uh, he followed that up with saying, I'm a Bobcat now, and these are my guys. And it was cool. I, I don't know if that, that season opener could have been much better. What do you think? 
Well, I think that, uh, honestly, Montana State was the decided uh, better team, which I thought was a little bit surprising at first, but it was proved over and over again uh, throughout the game. I think that when you get in those FBS games, the two things that you really worry about are, one, the depth of the FBS team against the FCS squad, and two, the line of scrimmage, the way that uh, the FBS teams usually can dominate the line of scrimmage, especially late in the game. But I thought Montana State absolutely proved the notion that they have a couple of the top fronts and not only the Big Sky Conference, but the FCS. I think that they'll be able to dominate the line of scrimmage against pretty much everybody they play this year because they dominated the line of scrimmage against Wyoming. And I also think that it's probably, you know, internally you could look at it like, okay, a narrow loss with FBS squad, good start to the year. But I think that they let some things get away. I think if they play a clean game, you know, you don't have a hold on Willie Patterson's punt return mm-hmm. for a touchdown or you don't have a couple penalties down in the red zone that allow Wyoming to get their first touchdown or you don't have a broken coverage late in the fourth quarter that kind of helps Wyoming score their go-ahead score. Uh, all those things you clean those up I mean I know it's woulda coulda shoulda and probably the the one thing I actually haven't touched on on this show yet so thank you for for leading me to this but uh, I thought that the the backside counterplay that Montana State ran to Isaiah Fonse after they had run frontside counter multiple mm-hmm. times and Afonso, the mm-hmm. turf monster came up and bit him and he slipped and fell on the field that was dialed. Right. That play was perfect within the script, and if he didn't fall, I think he scores, and I think Montana State wins that game, so that's probably the, the most undertold part of the mistakes, but I do think that if you're the Bobcats, you can't take some positivity because you went blow for blow with a tough Mountain West squad, but I think these guys are disappointed because I think they knew that they were the better team, and they let, they let one slip away. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I definitely think they're disappointed, but I also think that's a little more fuel to the fire um for you know not only the 14th annual gold rush coming up here this weekend but also just moving into the rest of the season and i think like you said little things that just need to be cleaned up these guys can't beat themselves and i think those are things that you can easily correct and build off from um and you know it was there were so many guys that were fun to watch in this game i was so happy for lance mccutcheon finally Having a, having a really great game. I hope he continues to do that throughout the rest of the season and be a leader for that wide receiver group. I thought it was really interesting to see Matthew McKay make his his uh, starting debut as a quarterback. Definitely think there are some things that he can improve from there. Um, seeing Troy Anderson back on the field, 11 tackles for him, one pass breakup. Like it, it, was, it was fun to see uh, some of the stars of the show develop and justice perkins up at center too i mean start freshman won that job in fall camp comes from a bobcat family uh comes from bozen high school i mean so many great storylines to this program no question. It is cool, too, for the Bobcat faithful, particularly those that are close to or in Bozeman, because you mentioned Justice Perkins from Bozeman High, Lance McCutcheon from Bozeman High, Callahan O'Reilly starting inside linebacker, mm-hmm. played great at a Bozeman right. High, too. So uh, great local products playing for the Bobcats, and those are always uh, fun stories to watch. It's the Montana State Minute with Alex Eshelman. We'll do this uh, weekly here during football season here on Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Alex is the Bozeman reporter for ABC Fox Montana and subsequently SWX as well. SWX will have all your action on Saturday night against Drake, the Gold Rush game. And uh, Alex, we'll get you out of here on that. Your thoughts and uh, anticipation for this Gold Rush because, uh, you know, you kind of started off by talking about how much you love just the atmosphere and observing people in the crowd and all that. And you're about to see one of the wilder crowds you're going to see anywhere in the country Saturday night in Bozeman, Montana. So uh, your thoughts on your first Gold Rush game. Oh, gosh, Fulter, you just put a smile on my face describing that. Um, and I, I'm so – I can't even begin to describe my excitement for the Gold Rush game. I mean, I asked all of the players in their media day before fall camp started, what are you most excited about? Other than going to play, of course, being back in Bobcat Stadium, what are you most excited about? And almost every single one of them, brought up Gold Rush. They all said there is nothing like that sea of yellow and sea of gold in Bobcat Stadium, sold out crowd, first game of the home opener of the season, uh, and having um, everything back. I mean, just having everything back. They said, Daniel Hardy, I think, 
he said, I would put Gold Rush up against any home opener in the country. I truly, truly would. Um, I couldn't be more excited. And I think that it's, it, Montana State's going to be a force to be reckoned with in this game. I think, like you said, they're, they're really frustrated that they didn't get that first win. And I don't think that uh, they're going to let this one slip away. So much to talk about, and I did want to get into high school stuff with you, but we're out of time for today, but that's okay. We'll continue to circle back around, and we'll get all the best when it comes to insight into Southwest Montana sports, including and particularly when it comes to the Montana State Bobcats. She's Alex Esserman, joining us weekly here on Nuanas Now for our Montana State Minute. And uh, Alex, we appreciate the time this week. I hope you have the best time on Saturday night, and I can't wait to see you again at Bobcat Stadium. But in the meantime, be well. Thank you, Coulter. Appreciate it. Excited to be on here every week. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.